Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. What's going on, family? Welcome to another episode of On Course with Hart Ramsey. It's your man Gerard Bonner from Bonnerfied Radio, and I hope you guys are doing well wherever in the world you are. I hope you are free of all sickness and infection and all that fun stuff, and you're playing it safe and not eating up all of your Corona food. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, it's heart to heart. It's your opportunity to hear, uh, of course, from the heart of God by way of the man of God. And we're talking, of course, to the one and only Pastor Hart Ramsey. Pastor Hart, how are you? I'm doing well, Gerard. How are you doing? <laughs> I am doing well. So, of course, we're still in Corona season. And uh, I didn't even know it was a season, but it, it is what it is. And we're here. Um, so I want to talk about this because, of course, the impact to all of these industries have been just amazing. I'm going to ask a question that might seem controversial, but it's worth asking. You know, looking at the numbers, uh, certainly there have been other diseases that we've experienced over time that have been in larger number that have not garnered this kind of reaction. So the question is, um, do you think that the reaction of not just the United States but all around the world has been uh, an overreaction or has it been just enough or do we need to do more? Well, I believe, Gerard, that that, um, the overreaction or the seeming overreaction is due to the fact that the scientists who study the... um, the potential for the pandemic mm-hmm. um realized that if we first of all they realized that this um plague this disease is 10 times as infectious as the as the flu wow that yeah and, and here's some numbers that will blow your mind i was matter of fact i stayed up late with my wife the other night i know she thought i'd lost my mind but i was doing some math mm-hmm um, when the when the numbers were first announced in the United in the United States, they said nationwide we had two thousand cases. Right. But within seven days, they said we had thirty two thousand cases. Mm. If we if we stick to that formula of math, that means by the end of this week we're going to have five hundred twelve thousand cases. That's a lot. And if we keep, if we keep that formula going without changing anything, that means by the end of the next week we have one hundred thirty one million. Wow. Infected. You see, see, see the exponential yeah. increase? Okay, yeah. so so the reason that they call for such a uh, social distancing and, and, and actually asking people to stay home is because they actually calculated the potential for this, this disaster from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, in Europe, if you go back and, and do the, the um, your research, you'll find that the day that uh, Kobe Bryant's death was on the front page of the newspaper, mm-hmm. and a small section on the left side of that same paper had uh, the, the medical uh, had the, the medical uh, community was looking for uh, a cure or vaccine for the coronavirus. They were talking about it back in January. Wow. Um, it, it was reported that the president was briefed on this on January the third. Yes. Okay. We didn't start talking about it until the first of March. Right. 
So what I'm so I believe no I believe that what they're seeing is that this plague reminds them if you go back to uh, uh, great uh, great disastrous infectious diseases like the black plague mm-hmm. um uh, or bubonic plague when you go back they're seeing the potential for for a, a international pandemic wow that could really destroy a lot of civilization um matter of fact uh, before the government took the drastic measures to start telling people to practice social distancing, stay home, all that, they were they had come to the conclusion that uh, at least, they said at least one million Americans would die from this. Oh, a wow. million. Wow. Wow. So, um, um, so they said every 10 minutes in, uh, what is it, 144 people are dying every 10 minutes in Iran from this. When you when you look at, uh, at the potential for it, it is disastrous. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, the Bible, the Bible considered the plague. Remember, I mentioned this in the last podcast. The Bible considers plagues as one of the four major ways that God allows judgment to come. People, you know, when you look at judgment um, from from a, 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 a biblical standpoint, a judgment is a is, is a type of a miracle. Hmm. Really, technically, it is. It's a suspension of natural laws um, to allow uh, to uh, allow uh, something to happen. That is basically a consequence of behaviors that have been going on. Mm-hmm. Um, our nation and the world has turned from God, not just on the left side, but on the right side. On the left side, it's, it's, it's immoral. Mm-hmm. Um, or even amongst believers, we've become lax. Mm-hmm. On, on, the, on the right side, it's religious, but it's, but it's racist. Mm-hmm. It's greedy. And so all of these different things that the Bible, that God calls um, um, offenses, uh, abominations is what they call biblically. All these things are in practice on both sides of the spectrum, and there's hardly anyone that they're standing up, standing up and saying, "Man, listen, we got to do this thing right." And so these things are allowed to come, so we could stop and recalibrate and say, "You know what? Let me consider my ways." Wow. Let me consider my ways, um, and and that's what I feel about. It. I feel that that, that um, the World Health Organization. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like the the nations of the world. The, the people who are, are reacting, saying, man, this could be bad, they're responding to the potential of it. The potential is astronomical. Wow. This could literally, remember what the, the numbers I just, I just mentioned to you. Yeah. If, we, if we had not made any changes in, within, a, within a three-week period of them announcing 2,000, it would have been up to 131 million. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, there are only 300-something million people in the United States. Right, I mean, it's like literally one in three. Yeah, one. That means a third of. But you know, the, and later on, and I don't want to scare the crap out of anybody. But the Bible says that later on, there there's, there is a plague that's going to come on the earth. Um, later on, mm-hmm. according to the Book of Revelation, mm-hmm. that's going to wipe out a third of the world's population. Wow. So what my heart for us as as the people of God is is for us not to take this lightly. Um, wash your hands, like they say. Practice social distancing. I just. Um, um, there are people, I, mean, I want to warn because you say, well, it's safe. It's not safe. There are people who know they're sick and they're still out there. Right. Just right. today, t- 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 a, a situation where uh, a guy called me because he was uh, asking about a person that we know, is, we, he has symptoms. We don't know if he's sick or not. Mm-hmm. But he was saying, well, um, we, we called a check on him and he's like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm about to go to, to Walmart. Why are you going to Walmart if you're sick and you don't know what you got? Wow. Well, my dog got to eat. Wow. So he will he will risk the lives of other people to feed his dog. There's, people think like that. And that's why there's a necessity of this kind of, and I'm not saying this is a judgment. I'm saying it's a necessity that God will allow things like this to show us that we have allowed our, our humanity to be corrupted. 
Yeah. We, we put our values on things that are not valuable. Notice that every major area where we worship, every shrine that we built ourselves, our sports shrine, our entertainment shrine, mm-hmm. our financial shrine, he, everything is shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Everything is shut down. And that should speak to us. And, 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 and I don't think this is a time for us to point the finger and say, y'all have sinned. No, it's all have sinned. Yes. And it's a time for us to for us to examine ourselves, and if the Bible said um, that we judge ourselves, so we will not be judged of the Lord. That's in First Corinthians eleven. Mm-hmm. It's time for the church. It judgment begins at the house of God. Let the house of God begin to judge itself. Mm-hmm. Let us begin to repent, right. and for the sake of God, stop quoting for Second uh, Chronicles seven fourteen. Mm. People, people hate when I say it, but it's true. My people, which are called by now, if I show up heaven that there be no rain, we're not under that covenant. Right. The covenant that we're under is a covenant is a, is a covenant of the cross. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And for lack of a better term, it's, it's the grace covenant. It's a, it's, it's a new covenant. And under the new covenant, what we do, what the church church does, if if there if there's sin in the world, if there's sin in the church, we yes, we repent. Yeah. We, we repent and we say, God, you know, we were wrong. Right. Matter of fact, I'm going to say something that's going to blow your mind. Mm-hmm. If the world is in sin, judgment will not, will not come. You know that? If the world is in sin, not until the, the, um, the dispensation of grace is over. Now I'm getting theological. Wow. Judgment comes into the earth when the church allows the world to get into the church and the church starts to become like the world. That's when judgment comes because we are the light of of the of the world we're we're the salt of the earth we're the light of the world if the salt loses its flavor and the light goes dim then god has to do something to wake up the church so the church could get back to being salt and light mm. so the problem is never the world the world lies and it dwells in darkness is under the under the, the jurisdiction and government of the prince of the power of the air satan is the god of this world and that's the way it's said the world system is a system set up against God. So God knows what it is, and he's trying to win people and extract people out of the kingdom of darkness and bring them into the kingdom of light. Yeah. So the, the world being what it is and doing what it does does not offend God. What, what offends God is what the, when the church becomes unusable mm. by God in the earth. Now things begin to happen, and God says to the church, you consider your ways, let me get you, because God's, listen, all of this is redemptive. All of this is restorative. It's never intended. This is not intended to to kill and to destroy. This is intended for the church to consider its ways. The church gets back to prayer, gets back to true worship, gets back to crying out to God to know who's our source. Mm-hmm. We get back to the things we know to do, yeah. and when we do that, then God begins now again the program of redeeming the world, reconciling the world to Himself. That turned theological real quick. Yeah, it, it did. It did. <laughs> that shifted very fast. All <laughs> the right turn. Okay. You know, but so, so, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, well this is all the last thing I was going to say about that. What I think, Gerard, is that, is that, um, and I see that I'm watching, of course, online and people get on there talking about, oh, y'all need to turn from your sin. No, no, wait a minute. Hold up. No, you turn from yours. I'll let me turn from mine. Right. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's, don't get out there acting like you're not guilty. I've seen people posting prophecies and I had this dream and this happened and that, and I get it. Mm-hmm. But man, you have to understand that there's the Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one. We get our righteousness from God. And, if, and even if we take grace for granted, if we take mercy and turn it into, into something that, that um we feel entitled to, mm-hmm. then it offends the Lord that, that he can't get the benefit from us that he's that he deserves to get for saving us. Right. You see what I'm saying? And so for all of us, I think it's a 
it's a call to sobriety. It's a, it's, a, it's a call to return to sanctification. It's a time to reconsider what we've received in Christ and who we are and why we're here. And another thing we need to consider is it, this should help us really face our mortality. We're not going to be here the whole time. Yes. It's not that some people die. It's all people. No one gets out of the earth alive. We all are going to die um, if the Lord delays his coming. Right. And so we need to be mindful to stop living and stop building things in the earth like we're going to be in this earth forever. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, featuring the lead single, It Is So. Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, in stores now and available at all digital outlets. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to you have to trust that God is like a person. He's a real person and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Yes. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I got a lot to choose from on that one. <laughs> I I want to I want to first start here, and then I have another place I want to go. I want to go back to the statement that you made when you were talking about, uh, and we've heard this phrase used a lot that uh, the church is looking more like the world or becoming like more than the more like the world. And I've heard people when when people say that they usually are referencing when we decide to do things like you know take stuff online or when we decide to mm. use technology or yeah. things like that but I'm certain you are referencing something different so um, I would love for you to clarify for people what you mean when you say the church is becoming more like the world the, the, the main thing uh, th- this is the whole thing is uh, the culture the church affects culture yes Regardless of how we affect culture, we affect culture. Mm-hmm. Culture is not supposed to affect the church. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Now, when we speak of culture, we're not talking about technology. Right. You know, I, I read one of the scriptures I preached from last week. I talked about Paul said, "To the weak, I became weak. To the Jew, I became a Jew. To the Gentile, I became a Gentile." Yes. Paul was literally going to parties and dancing and having wine with them. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But his message remained Christ. Right. He was, he was not dumbing down the gospel. Like I'm seeing a lot of people, like I'm, I'm giving a good example. There, there are believers, there are churches that because the, because the culture is referring to God as the universe, they start to refer to God as the universe. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm saying the Bible specifically calls God Father, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, does the, the, um, for, for, for debate and argument's sake, um, 
does it mean that God has no feminine qualities? Well, the Bible says he does. Mm-hmm. How can, if, if, if we were made in the image and likeness of God, male and female, then, then God has to have male and female qualities. It doesn't make him weird, it makes him God. Right. Right. So, so, but, but God, there are times when God, God says He takes on quality, like, like His name, El Shaddai, the many-breasted one. Mm-hmm. So, so a breast as a feeding apparatus for His young, um, like a mother hen, He covers His chicken. So, so we have all these um, references to God as a mother. But, but He actually, Jesus came to reveal God. John seventeen says, as Father. Wow. So when I'm watching a bishop, um, saying, um, uh, may the Lord our mother, you know, that's cultural. And and so the church and, and that's and those are far fetched uh, examples I just used. I could use really more um, mainstream examples. But the point I'm trying to make is is I'm not talking about technology. Yeah. I'm not talking about uh, Christians going to concerts or enjoying entertainment. And that's what I'm, uh, what I'm talking about. Right. I'm talking about the church getting away from the gospel. Mm-hmm. And, we, and and the church's job is uh, I think Joe Osteen said a powerful way. There are many roads to Jesus, but there's only one road to God. Wow. There are many ways to get to Jesus, but the only one way, Jesus is the only way to God. Wow. Um, actually, that, that, that statement came from Phil Muncy. Okay. Um, it's the first person to say that. And so, and I agree with it. It's like the church has got to get back to preaching Jesus. There's no other name given among men yeah. under heaven whereby we should be saved, but the name of Jesus. And so, what the main departure I think the church has experienced is departing from, um, of, of the Bible says, denying the Lord that brought them. Then that's the scripture, denying the Lord, the brother, They're acting like Jesus is not the answer, like he's not the, the Lord. Um, there are people who say, I believe in God, but I don't believe in Jesus. I've heard that a lot from church folks. Wow. We're changing the doctrine. We're changing the Bible. The, also, when, when the Bible talks about, or when I talk about, rather, um, the, the church taking on worldly qualities, I'm talking about people being transformed from the kingdom of darkness. Mm-hmm. And when we bring them into the kingdom of light, there ain't no light there. Wow. There's no difference there, and the difference that we're talking about is not—we're not talking about the difference in um, in, in whether or not like what we wear. Right. We're not talking necessarily about what we wear, but I mean, the Holy Spirit will, will talk to us about clothing and, and and deal with us about modesty and all the other issues. What I'm talking about is the actual the, the mindset and the culture, the way we the way we pursue money, the way we pursue relationships, the way we treat one another, the way we treat one another, Gerard. Yeah. The church is one of the most hateful places in the world right now. Yeah. yeah. How can look at even in, around the election, look how the church split apart based on on race and and and, and haves and have nots and all that that grieves the heart of God. Yes. Absolutely. You know, and, and don't and don't tell me that God is not bothered by the fact that our nation broke its promise to the world. Mm. Yeah. You know, you see, God is a covenant-keeping God, and our nation broke its promise to the rest of the world, and God is bothered by that. And, and the nation, watch this now, the nation, our nation is a, is a free nation, it's a democratic nation, it's not a theocratic nation. Right. But the church has, the church in the in, in America has been always given the right to be the church. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, listen, and, and, and for those who, you don't listen to this politically, because politically there's right and wrong in both sides. Mm-hmm. The church, the, the church can, we cannot change the church from being the church. Now, prayer, I'm making sense, because yeah. you still have the closed-minded person that will think, well, I, I, see, I told them, I told them, they have all these cameras, they got these lights, they put a big old screen behind us. That's not what we're talking about. Right. Right. That's not what we're talking about. We're, we're not talking. We're not talking about the Bible. Says, Let those that use the world not abuse it. Yes. 
It didn't say we can't use the technology and all that. It just said we can't rely on it. Right, right. But what I'm speaking about, Gerard, I'm, I'm speaking about the fact, uh, I'm, I'm just talking about the fact that, like, there are no miracles. There are no, I mean, there's a lot of things that the church is known for that don't happen anymore because because we rely on something else. We rely on currency. We rely on, on, on connections and we rely on corporations. And mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. God's. God is trying to bring us back to the place, not take us back in time. Right. Really, he's trying to take us forward. Yeah. So we could we could catch up with his prophetic timetable and meet his agendas. I really believe that for especially the leaders, mm-hmm. um, the the leaders of of of, of our churches and stuff. Mm-hmm. I really believe that God is calling us, the leaders, to repent. He's calling he's calling the their people. There's there's certain faction in, in the factions in the church mm-hmm. that that um, are not submitted to, to um, spiritual development and correction and all that stuff because they they think that they sent to the church to grade report cards and to destroy ministers and mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm just talking about this. There's a lot of wickedness in the church. Wow. I'm not talking about weakness. I'm not talking about woundedness. I'm not right. talking about weariness. Right. I don't think that God attacks. Or, or, or chastens weariness or woundedness mm-hmm. or, or weakness. God, I think God is is really, really going after the wickedness that we have allowed to come into the house of God, mm-hmm. and then then sell it off as as um of, as a byproduct of spirituality. Yeah, over makes sense. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. I, and the thing that perhaps you know, as you were talking, is of great interest to me. Is you know when you were talking about you know the opportunity for the church to change its ways and uh, consider its ways. Isn't it interesting, and and this is just mind-boggling to me, that for the church to change its ways, God literally sees the need to have them not come together in a building. Yes. That is amazing to me because one would tend to think that, you know, we're inviting people to come in weekly so that they can change their ways. Yes. But the change seemingly will happen when we're not together. You want to expound on that? Because that's like blowing my mind right now. Well, I think, you know, what I think, Gerard, I think the church um, had somehow over the last few years been lulled into the into the false um, belief that God resides at some address. Ah, they think what happened to the church. And I made a statement is, is a powerfully true statement that God sometimes will disrupt the local church to affect the global church. It's all through right. Scripture. Read the Book of Acts. Right, right. God will God will cause a cause the people to run from one church, um, or, or from from the local church, so He could establish a global church or strengthen the global church. Here's a good example: Philip, who was um. Uh, primarily responsible for the birth of the church in Antioch, which was the first mega church that we know of in Scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Philip is, is told by the Lord to leave Antioch and go down to this other place. And when he leaves Antioch, which is a big local move of God, he meets the Ethiopian eunuch. Remember that? He shares right. Christ with him. Right. The guy goes back to Ethiopia and they said that he started the first church in Africa. First Christian Church in, in Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. See, God, God, God pulled away the founder of the um the local church in Antioch to birth a a a, 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 a national church in Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what God is doing. God pulled us out of, of our own the kingdoms that we've built, so so to speak. And now He's saying, "Man, we all belong to one another." And I said it at the beginning of this year that the word we're going to hear a lot is collaboration. Right. Co-laboring. God right. is going to call us together. Um. Um. I believe that, that there are churches right now that has too much stuff, 
to do ministry and there's some churches that don't have enough stuff and god is going and since god can, can move on our hearts to share we're we going to be forced to share right right you gonna see you gonna see um um unknowns and well-knowns sharing the same platform with equal uh respect and honor mm -hmm. those days are coming but this i think that this is the beginning of god showing us that nothing we build in the natural is eternal right. nothing we build in the natural is is beyond being touched by some plague or some disaster or even some some governmental change mm -hmm. and you know what the scary part about this to me gerard is that there are people who are taking this time um to not even connect with god right right they're taking this i mean i, I was um looking at my um Facebook feed today, and I looked up at the stories, and I'm like, what in the world? And so they have somebody having a, uh, these are safe folk having a twerking contest. I'm like, what is wrong oh, with wow. us? Wow, wow. I'm not, I'm not, listen, I'm not, I'm not against ha them having fun. Right. But I'm saying it speaks to our mindset. Sure. It speaks to the mindset of the believers where we have to come back. If we, if the, if the church doesn't have a prayer life, how's the world going to get delivered? Do wow. you know the, the in, in the uh, Bible, um, there is, um, uh, when you study uh, hermeneutics, um, uh, what, what, hermeneutics is, is, is the study of scripture, digging out truth from scripture. Right. There are certain laws in hermeneutics. I've talked to you about this before. Mm -hmm. um, one of the laws is the law of first mention. The right. law of first mention. And the first time that a plague is really uh, released on the earth, a plague, not a natural disaster, but a plague, mm -hmm. is in Egypt. Yeah. So in Egypt... Um, in Exodus, I think Exodus chapter 8, maybe it is around 8, 12, whatever, mm -hmm. uh, Exodus chapter 8, verse 12, where um, when uh, the plague came on Egypt and when Pharaoh uh, was actually buckling under the pressure, mm -hmm. Moses and Aaron went and prayed to God right. and the plague lifted. So the first example of, of we have a, of a plague being dealt with the, the antidote for a plague is prayer right nothing else stops a plague wow and it's, it's not just prayer is is the is is the the church the believing community understanding that we have the right we have the connection we have the entrance the access to god to say stop this plague stop this plague the bible says one time israel would be uh, come under a plague um because of they turned moses and aaron and moses told aaron to go get the censer the, the, uh, out of the uh, the tabernacle and run between the, the plague and the people Mm -hmm. And the Bible says that when he he lit the uh, he got the censer uh, with the incense and he ran out and, and stood between the people and the plague and the plague stopped. Wow. Because because that's an understanding of who has jurisdiction over these things. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. But the Bible also says he's given the earth to the sons of men. Right. So the so the earth is our response. This plague is our responsibility. Wow. God will stop the plague when we ask him to. The enemy, the enemy's acting, what the enemy is doing right now, somebody, someone asked me, how long do you think the plague is going to last? I believe, uh, I, I, I posted this the other day, and I don't want to go into it a lot now, mm -hmm. but the word quarantine, um, it, it comes from a word, uh, quadru, quadruine, quadru, what is it, uh, quadruginta, quadruginta uh -huh. is the word, mm -hmm. and it means, it means um, uh, 40 days. Wow. And that's where it started from. The, our word quarantine comes from the 40-day period. And they, they believe that the 40-day period was a time set aside to cleanse anything. Mm -hmm. 
That's why you have all these. Why did Israel spend 40 years in the wilderness? Because that's the time it took to cleanse out the unbelief. Yeah. Why, why did uh, Moses spend 40 years on the mountain with God? That's the time it took for him to settle into in the presence of God. Mm -hmm. uh, why did it take... Um, and why did uh, Elijah ran? Uh, uh, was it Elijah? Yeah, ran in in the power of the Spirit for forty days. Mm -hmm. You start look. Jesus was in the wilderness for forty days wow. to be tested. You look at all the forty day um, mentions in Scripture, and they, they actually quarantines. Wow. The, matter of fact, when in the Latin, I think it was the Latin Bible, when when they talked about, they called Jesus forty days. In the wilderness, it's spelled it quarantine with a Y instead of an I for T I N E. It was wow. T Y N E. Wow. So, so um, what I'm saying to say that that the church, I believe that someone asked me how long is this quarantine going to last. I believe it's between 40 and 120 days. Why do you say that? Because it may take two or three 40 day periods for us to get what's going on. Right. Wow. And this this plague is going to stop. It's going. I believe that like it was prophesied in 1981 by Dean Kuntz, and I believe it. I believe that it's uh it's going to be here today. And when the church ramps up its prayer and understand the powers has it has, one day it'll be spreading like wildfire. The next day it's going to be like bam, no new cases are being reported anywhere. Wow. Wow. I really believe it. Wow. Noah, Noah spent 40 days in the ark. Mm -hmm. After the flood ended, right. right, right. Why? Why did he spend forty days in the ark? Well, he spent forty days in the ark because um, that's the time that it takes. He was God quarantined him mm -hmm. from the old world, um, the antediluvian world, right. to the post-diluvian world, or, or the, the pre-flood world and the post-flood world. Yes. The quarantine, you have to be quarantined. And so this, this is something that we need to take a, 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 and keep in mind, that God will quarantine you to change seasons. Good grief. Wow. Yeah, he, he will quarantine us to change seasons. So he'll put us in this 40-day 40 40 day vacuum. For some people, it's 40 years. Hmm. There's some people, there's some, yes, there's some older people right now, they'll tell you, I've been suffering through this for 40 years, and then bam, it's something shifts. Wow. They're 40 weeks. Pay attention to those 40s. And, and I'm not just saying this is not some superstition or some talisman type of thing. Yeah. This is the observation of how Scripture works, yeah. how God does what he does. And so we're, I believe that we're going to be in this for 40 days. Mm -hmm. And I believe that um, at the end of the 40 days, which 40 days will be, what, uh, five weeks? Right. Okay, uh, seven times, yeah. Uh, close to, close Almost to six uh, weeks. Yeah, six weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so six weeks, and then it's be, I, be, I believe we're gonna see uh, either it's gonna stop, or we if, if there's still a fight going on in in the church of the or how the, the church is not being obedient to the prayer call. If the world, I believe, if, the, if our government does not get their heads together, I believe there's a couple things that could prolong us for another forty days. But mind you, here's what heart believes. Heart believes that if we don't if we don't clear this up in the first forty days. It can't be 40 days in a week. I believe it's going to be 40 days, and if we miss the first 40-day window, we have to endure another second 40-day window. Oh, goodness. That's my belief from studying the Scriptures. And I, I'm, not a, I'm not the authority, but I am an authority on this, mm -hmm. and I believe that's the way it's going to play out. Wow. 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 So, so... <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I'm laughing because my brain is like, um, be, because, you know, one of the questions I was going to ask, and I'm going to ask anyway, is what should people do during this period of quarantine? And the reason that I ask is because, you know, people heard that, you know, cities might be shutting down for a bit. We know states and some cities have shut down. And so there was this big rush, of course, 
to the grocery store and everybody had to buy up all the meat and bread and milk and toilet paper for whatever reason don't know but um they went and bought all this stuff up and now they're eating it all and they're bored and they don't know what to do and what what should people be doing during this period because yes there are those that are working from home but for whatever reason i hear more people who are at least not talking like they're working from home but like they have more time on their hands and they know what to do with yeah i think i think one of the things is um number one i would say take care of all parts of yourself your Mm. spirit soul and body Mm. Um, take care of your spirit. Feed your. I, I think I told my wife on last night. Every time we eat, we should pray. Wow. I'm not just talking about blessing the food. I'm talking yeah. about. I think that when we feed our, our body, we need to feed our spirit. Yeah. Um, we need to spend spend time in the world. We need to be prayerful mm-hmm. for ourselves and for others. Yeah. Um, like what what is happening to the homeless people? What what are they right. doing? Right. Um, what about the people who who are living from paycheck to paycheck? What about the people that have no paid leave? Yeah. We need to be praying. We need to be interceding. We need to be ask, asking God how He wants to use us. How do how can we serve Him in this time? Right. Um. That's a, we need to be, we need to be open spiritual. Number two, I believe we need to exercise. Mm-hmm. Um. We need to check our diets, exercise. Um. Practice hand washing and all the physical things we need to be doing. Yes. And, and as far as our soul is concerned, we really need to be uh, practicing. Um, and I, this term has become so popular in the culture lately: self care. Yes. How are you, check, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you are you uh, anxious? Are you worried? Um, how are you feeling? That's important. Right. Um, submitted to God. Um, um, maybe talk to someone. We, we, we're disconnected. We, we're isolated physically but it doesn't mean we have to be isolated from other people we could call people we could you know we should we should do our best to stay connected for our very soul's sake right you know uh, um i believe churches should churches connect groups should, should connect on um take advantage of like google hangout and zoom and all them things and, and have face-to-face meetings online instead of just all the, the uh, words typed and text and what have you? Right. I really believe that this is a time where we have to take care of our whole man and let the Lord minister to our whole man, mm-hmm. and and really rethink some of the things that we were we thought that were secure. Wow, wow, that's man, that's that's great. That's a, a great place to to kind of put a bow on this. There's a lot to chew on here, guys. So we want to hear your thoughts. What stuck out to you from uh, this particular session? So reach out to us by way of social media and let us know. You can use uh, the hashtags heart to heart. That's H-A-R-T, the number two, H-E-A-R-T. Or you can use the hashtag on course and let us know your thoughts uh, on all of this. Make sure you are uh, subscribed to this podcast on on iTunes and Google Play or wherever it is that you're checking us out. And uh, join us next time. We've got more. We're on a course with Heart Ramsey.